0: Hello everyone. The following reading is from a notebook or a diary written by Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska. She was a nun in the early 1900s and she is a very special nun because she became a saint. So this nun uh, back then went through a lot of things she made a commitment to God to abstain from sex she made uh, just a commitment to God to strive to to strive for purity as much as she could so i'm sure we can all relate to something like this but what i want to read is how her story started and uh, st. maria faustina some of you guys may know it may know her she is the person who literally drew this image of God that is so um, known worldwide now, and it's the image of Jesus with the white and blue rays beaming out of his heart. He, you can see him standing up. You can see his whole body. Uh, this I think is an image that is not just popular in the, in the Catholic Church, but in any church. That belongs to Jesus, or that Jesus is present. Um, when I first started reading this, I quickly realized that her, that her path and her, and her journey was not as easy as I guess I thought it was going to be. I, I don't know why. I just assumed that it was going to be all sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. So in this first notebook, it's her diary. This is like I said in the early 1900s. Um, she, is, she had just become a nun and she went to this uh, novitiate, which is a place where nuns go and, and they practice their faith. So I want to share just a little bit of her suffering. Sometimes we suffer, sometimes we don't understand why we suffer. Sometimes when, we suffer, when we're when we suffering, we want to stop suffering, and we just don't know how. We don't know what's causing the suffering. We don't know how to get out of it, how to deal with it. So I hope that in these next several paragraphs, we find some hope and we find some, some motivation to deal with our own sufferings in the coming future or if we are going through sufferings right now. Amen. I saw my guardian angel who ordered me to follow him. In a moment I was in a misty place full of fire in which there was a great crowd of suffering souls. They were praying, fervently, but not to avail. For themselves, only we can come to their aid. The flames which were burning them did not touch me at all. My guardian angel did not leave me for an instant. I asked these souls what their greatest suffering was. They answered me in one voice that their greatest torments was longing for God. I saw our lady visiting the souls in purgatory. The souls call her the star of the sea. She brings them refreshment. I wanted to talk with them some more, but my guardian angel beckoned me to leave. We went out of that prison of suffering. I heard in an interior voice which said, My mercy does not want this, but justice demands it. Since that time, I'm in a closer communion with the suffering souls. April 29th, 1926, my superiors sent me to the novitiate, novitiate in Krakow. An inconceivable joy reigned in my soul. When we arrived at the novitiate, sister Henry was dying. A few days later, she came to me in spirit after her death, and bid me to go to the mother dictress of novices, Sister Margaret, and tell her to ask her confessor, Father Raspond, to offer one mass for her and three ejaculatory prayers. At first, I agreed, but the next day I decided I would not go to the mother directress, because I was not sure whether this had happened in a dream or in reality, and so I did not go following the night the same thing was repeated more clearly. I had no more doubt. Still in the morning I decided not to tell the directress about it until I saw her during the day. At once I ran into her in the corridor. She reproached me for not having gone immediately and a great uneasiness filled my soul. So I went immediately to mother Duke directress and told her everything that had happened to me. Mother responded that she would take care of the matter. At once, peace reigned in my soul. And on the third day, the sister came to me and said, may God repay you. The day I took the religious habit, God let me understand how much I was to suffer. I clearly saw to what I was commi- committing myself. I experienced a moment of that suffering then God filled my soul again with great consolations so just to kind of explain a little bit about what's going on um, it says the day I took the religious habit, God let me understand how much I was to suffer, so I think now, which is in 1926 she has finally and officially become a nun so God is telling her, helping her understand how much she is to suffer because When you're a nun you have to uh, practice chastity which is no sex you're pretty much married to to god to jesus the holy trinity all that um nuns also involve themselves with uh works of kindness works of service towards the poor the needy people who are suffering people in jail um, etc so To continue, it says, uh, toward the end of the first year of my novitiate, darkness began to cast its shadow over my soul. I felt no consolation in prayer. I had to make a great effort to meditate. Fear began to sweep over me. Going deeper into myself, I could find nothing but great misery. I could also clearly see the great holiness of God. I did not dare to raise my eyes to him reduce myself to dust under his feet and begged him for mercy. My soul was in this state for almost six months. Our beloved mother, directress, Mary Joseph, encouraged me in these difficult moments, but the suffering continued to grow stronger. So just, just to explain again, this is amazing. It's just the first year of, of her novitiate and for six months, she, she suffered dearly. She suffered, like she says, nothing but great misery. Um, she re- tried to reduce herself to dust under his feet and begged for his mercy. Um, and she was fearful. Uh, darkness began to cast a shadow over my soul. So we can clearly see and listen that when she started this spiritual battle and she made that promise to to Jesus and to God, that the opposition was trying to, to win her back, I guess you can say, with fear, with doubt, with misery. And uh, I can definitely relate to that. And I'm sure, hopefully, we can all relate to this. Uh, when we try to do good, sometimes we are introduced or, invited to do the, the opposite. It seems as if someone or something is hearing us, and as soon as we want to commit to, to the light, we are overshadowed with darkness or invited to, to do darkness. As I continue to read, uh, it says, The second year of my novitiate was approaching. Whenever I recall that I was to make my vows, my soul shuddered. I did not understand what I was reading. I could not meditate. It seemed to me that my prayer was displeasing to God. It seemed to me that by approaching the holy sacraments, I was offending God even more. But despite this, my confessor, Father Theodore, did not let me omit one single holy communion. God was working very strangely in my soul. I did not understand anything at all of what my confessor was telling, me. the simple truths of the faith became incomprehensible to me. My soul was in anguish, unable to find comfort anywhere. Again, this is just showing that towards the end of her first year, she could still not understand what she was reading. She could still she was still having a hard time meditating she was still praying but thought she was displeasing god she was offending god and uh, like she says god was working very strangely in my soul and it's it's crazy to think that she still believed that god was working in her soul even with all this misery happening to her it seems as if she she thought that maybe this also was coming from god or god was allowing it which is a very deep thought and a very intellectual thing to say and do also says my soul was in anguish and able to find comfort anywhere i think that's another thing that i can relate to and i think we can all relate to is even when we pray sometimes even when we when we do our rituals with with praying or coming to church helping people doing certain things something just doesn't feel right some our soul is is not at ease or as calm and, and cheerful as we would like to to feel as i continue reading it says at a certain point there came to me the very powerful impression that i am rejected by god this terrible thought pierced my soul right through In the midst of the suffering, my soul began to experience the agony of death. I wanted to die, but could not. The thought came to me. What use is it to strive for virtues? Why mortify oneself when all this is disagreeable to God? When I made this known to the directress of novices, I received his reply. Dear sister, God has chosen you for great sanctity. This is a sign that God wants to have you very close to him in heaven. Have a great trust in the Lord Jesus. So just to kind of explain what's going on, she even felt rejected by God. Uh, she felt so bad that she felt something pierced her soul right through. And then she even began to, to experience the agony of death. She even says, I wanted to die, but could not. So I wonder, this is a a woman, a nun, in the early 1900s, who thought about dying. I don't know if she thought about maybe about taking her own life, but her agony was so deep. Her anguish was so serious, I guess you can say, that she even thought about just dying. She wanted not to, to feel that anymore. She also reached out to directors directress of novices, and those are good friends to have. Uh, nowadays, we can go to, to priests, or we can go to friends that are, that are spiritually connected to God, and they can give us great hope, so let us remember that as we read. To continue, it says, That dreadful thought of being rejected by God is the actual torture suffered by the dam. I fled to Jesus' wounds and repeated the words of trust, but these words became for me an even greater torture. I went before the blessed sacrament and I began to speak to Jesus, Jesus, you said that a mother would sooner forget her infant than God his creature, and that even if she would forget her infant, I, God, will never forget my creature. Oh Jesus, do you hear how my soul is moaning? Ding, to hear the painful whimpers of your child. I trust in you, oh God, because heaven and earth will pass, but your word will last forever. Still, I've, I've found not a moment of relief. So to talk a little bit about what she, she wrote down, She goes on to say the dreadful thought of being rejected by God is the actual torture suffered by the damned. That's also something that I can relate to. Uh, sometimes I feel damned. I feel I damn myself or I society damns me or my my family has you know, kind of like a curse. and That is, uh, it's so... She also says, Jesus, you said that a mother would sooner forget her infant than God, his creature. It's pretty much saying our parents can forget us, even our parents, everybody in the world, even our parents, which is unthinkable. But if that happens, that God will not forget us and we are his creatures. And even after all this, she still felt uneasy. She still felt tormented so as i continue to read it says one day just as i had awakened when i was putting myself in the presence of god i was suddenly overwhelmed by despair complete darkness in the soul i fought as best as i could till noon in the afternoon truly deadly fears began to seize me my physical strength began to leave me I went quickly to my cell, fell on my knees before the crucifix and began to cry out for mercy. But Jesus did not hear my cries. I felt my physical strength leave me completely. I fell to the ground, despairing, flooding my whole soul. I suffered terrible tortures in no way different from the torments of hell. I was in the state for three quarters of an hour. I wanted to go and see the directress, but was too weak. I wanted to shout, but I had no voice. Fortunately, one of the sisters, another novice, Sister Placida Betraya, came into my cell, finding me in such a strange condition, she immediately told the directress about it. Mother came at once. As soon as she entered the cell, she said, In the name of the holy obedience, get up from the ground. Immediately, some force raised me up from the ground, and I stood up, close to the dear mother directress with kindly words she began to explain to me that this was a trial sent to me by God saying have a great confidence God is always our father even when he sends us trials so just to explain clearly she is she is troubled uh, maria faustina clearly here she is she's deeply depressed 3 quarters of an hour of just anguish Fallen to the ground uh, suffering terrible tortures she even goes on to say that are no way different from the torments of hell so she felt like she was living hell here on earth um, and yet God sends another person uh, through another new nun and through uh, mother Directress, which is Pretty much the leader of nuns, and gives her hope, saying God is always our father even when he sends his trials. So let us also dwell in that. Let us also find peace and hope in, in our sufferings. Sometimes to change and to become a better spiritual person, we must go through trials and tribulations. We must go through sufferings and through anguish, just like Maria Faustina did. As I continue reading, it says, I returned to my duties as if I had come out from the tomb, my senses saturated with what my soul had experienced. During the evening service, my soul began to agonize again in terrible darkness. I felt that I was in the power of the just God and that I was the object of his indignation. During these terrible moments, I said to God, Jesus, who in the gospel compare yourself to the most tender mother, I trust in your words because you are the truth and life. In spite of everything, Jesus, I trust in you in the face of every interior sentiment which sets itself against hope. Do what you want with me. I will never leave you because you are the source of my life. Only one who has lived through similar moments can understand how terrible is this torment of the soul. During the night, the mother of God visited me, holding the infant Jesus in her arms. My soul was filled with joy, and I said, Mary, my mother, do you know how terribly I suffer? And the mother of God answered me, I know how much you suffer, but do not be afraid. I share with you your suffering, and I always will do so. <laughs> I have to stop here for a moment, and this is obviously a very deep and intimate moment that Saint Maria Faustina is going through as interiorly she is talking to the Mother of God, and the Mother of God from her saying, look, I know you're suffering, but do not be afraid. I, sh- I share the same suffering, and I will always do so. Why? Because... Well, we crucified Jesus, his son, his only, his only, his only, her only son. And this is the mother of Jesus. So, if anybody understands any kind of suffering, it is her. And if anybody understands and and the implementation of of accepting God's will and executing God's will, it is her. So, let us not forget about our Holy Mother of God, Mary. And let us find courage and hope in her suffering while we are enduring our own. As I continue reading, she smiled warmly and disappeared at once. Strength and a great courage sprang up anew in my soul, but that lasted only one day. It seems as though hell had conspired against me. That's another thing. If I can just stop real quick. That's another thing that we. I think all of us are. are uh, can experience. Is sometimes we feel good. Sometimes we don't feel as good. Sometimes. Uh, when we come to church on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday might be really good. Because we still. Have our spiritual bank full. But. Come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we may that may disappear. To go back to the reading, it says a terrible hatred began to break out in my soul, hatred for all that is holy and divine. It seemed to me that these spiritual torments would be my lot for the rest of my life. I turned to the Blessed Sacrament and said to Jesus, Jesus, my spouse. Do you not see when my soul is dying because of its longing for you? How can you hide yourself from my heart that loves you so sincerely? Forgive me, Jesus. May your holy will be done in me. I will suffer silently like a dove without complaining. I will not allow my heart even one single cry of sorrowful complaint. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.